0: What's up everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night wherever you are in the world, welcome back to the Lost in Living podcast where we talk about mental health in its many forms, ways to potentially deal with it and the struggles people might have in a bid to potentially put light on the darker topics and help people feel less alone. We also talk about what lost in living is to me and that's really just enjoying every day to its fullest. So I'll talk story between each episode about things I've been doing in the last two weeks while getting lost in living. Now before we kick on, I will say that everything I talk about is basically based on my own experiences and my own opinions. I don't represent anyone except for myself. Now with all that out of the way, welcome to the next episode of the Lost in Living Podcast. Today's guest is someone who I don't want to say suffers from but rather has cystic fibrosis. Let me introduce you to Jacob Vendetti shortly, who's an absolute demon in the swell. Swell is like waves for those playing along at home. I'm still getting used to the fact that everything I say um, doesn't make sense to everyone. So, you know, stoked means happy, swell means wave, you is just like another happy little you, excited, (laughs) and so on and so forth. If you don't understand any word I say, Hit me up, and I'll explain it. Don't be shy. Anyways, back to Jacob. You know, he's he's a demon in the swell, chasing down big waves from California to Hawaii, basically anywhere. You know, I'm watching him bomb drop into a massive wave. Like, you never for one second think that he had a condition such as cystic fibrosis. You know, you would say, he's completely healthy. I'm not saying he's not healthy either, but you couldn't imagine him having CF dropping into like a 10-foot wave at Pipeline in Hawaii, but for those unaware, Pipeline is uh, nicknamed Pipe, so if I say Pipe and I'm talking about any wave, it's literally one of the most beautiful and dangerous waves in the world located on the north shore of Hawaii, the Bonsai Pipeline, (laughs) but yeah, Jacob got me thinking, first of all, how amazing it is for him to not allow his condition to hold him back, you know, he's not defined by it, and on the contrary, he's using it to like push himself, become a voice for cystic fibrosis, and raise awareness, and funds to help others, you know, chase their dreams, and be active, and be as fit as they can be, but also made me realize how many of us out there sort of have health challenges, like not just mental health challenges, but physical ones, challenges that do not discriminate, and can affect everyone. And for more often than not, they're invisible. And sometimes these physical or medical ailments, you know, they they align with mental health issues and can bring them about. But that's a whole nother ballgame. But I just wanted to dive into this term healthy. Like I'm not a GP or a doctor or whatever. So let's merely state this is my perception of the term healthy. So let's start with Jacob, for example, cystic fibrosis, is a condition that stops most people, man, it would scare me, I I bet it generates fear in all the patients, or most of them, and the impact it has on the lungs can be terrifying, much like asthma, when it comes to that symptom alone, like I can't align with the other symptoms, it it scares me, bro. not being able to breathe is a terrible feeling, especially when you're just hanging out, so you wouldn't expect someone with CF to be doing what Jacob is doing, you'd be surprised at how good being in the ocean is for someone with CF. Salt air is amazing for the lungs. It helps ease the symptoms. The salt air helps hydrate the airways, potentially loosening stubborn mucus buildup and helping clear everything out. Look, I could be wrong, but it's still a very new study and not commonly known you know, among all those with CF. So, like, you've got to breathe in saline air, which is salt as well, I, I have to do it as an asthmatic sometimes, I've got to uh, be on a nebulizer, but I met someone with CF back home, I mentioned the uh, Mariola Foundation to them in Hawaii, you know, which takes people with cystic fibrosis out for a surf, and I explained the benefits of salt air, and it was news to them, so clearly, more uh, educating and more awareness needs to be done on you know, salt air and the beach and surfing and and just being active and how m- super beneficial it is for people with CF. But getting back to Jacob, here's this unreal human taking on what you would call a sickness or a condition or weakness or whatever you would call it. It's definitely not what Jacob's calling it. And it's tur- he's turning it into his drive. He's using the ocean not only as a way to assist ease his symptoms, but also to show you that you shouldn't be held back by anything. You know, for me, there's my asthma. Again, walking the streets as I do now, after my transformation, you would probably assume I'm pretty fit. I don't really have anything holding me back. But again, you would be wrong. I've had severe asthma since I was 18 months old. You know, I'm trying... I'm not trying to compete with cystic fibrosis or any other condition, but for me, asthma has been and still is my biggest health challenge and it scares the shit out of me. See, as a child... Before I'd even put on weight and got as big as I got, asthma had put me in hospital more times than I can count. I literally grew up in the children's hospital, wearing a nebulizer mask always, like every four hours I was sitting in front of a neb, and having to take all different types of steroids and preventatives that actually don't prevent my asthma but just lessen its impact. Anytime I tried to do any running, I ended up in an ambulance, so I could remember um, trying to do, like, the standard three-kilometer run, I'm sorry if you're in miles, you'll have to Google it, um, <laughs> uh, the rest of my grade six class, um, was doing the 3k run also, and I'd just done about 500 meters, if that, which is half a kilometer, um, and an ambulance needed to be called. I was having the worst asthma attack, and I was a young kid, like, I would have been, what, 12 at the time, um, And yeah, it just, it it embarrassed me so much. It felt weak. I felt like asthma was honestly my weakness. No one ever got to see me um, sit on my neb. I would lock myself in my room no matter how old I was. You know, I lived with mates, my best mates, Jimmy and Mitch, who I talk about and we're going to talk to Mitch in a few weeks. They'd never seen me on this machine and I had to do it all the time. But that memory of, you know, getting that... um, ambulance called and having that severe asthma attack at, at high school, even though I'd been to the hospital many, uh, sorry, in primary school, even though I'd been to the hospital many times before, it, it scarred me. And I never really wanted to push myself because I was scared of ending up back in that situation. Unless I was playing basketball. There was something about being on a basketball court that, you know, probably took my mentality away, uh, that that, you know, that mental fear away from me. There was something about the stop start act of just playing ball that got me out of my head and pushed me to push past this fear. You know, it wasn't until I really started to challenge myself during my transformation with my daily cardio that I realized how much I'd let asthma hold me back. I was so scared of it that I just, it was my biggest excuse. Now, I'm not telling people with asthma to go out there and run. I just know in my situation from my personal experiences i did let it hold me back longer than i should have that's why it's unreal to see people like jacob go out there and so many other brave individuals just challenging their health condition it makes me proud man i'm so stoked for him it's something that i've finally adapted to doing and i couldn't be happier but make sure you see your gp i can't stress that enough I'm not one to go tell you what to do, I'm just telling you how beautiful it is seeing people like Jacob and other people that have these ailments, not let it define them, you know, and then there's my partner, my girl, my doctor, she's another example, at the age of 28 she was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, you know, which is a genetic form of diabetes that's not reversible it's not caused by lifestyle factors or anything she's super healthy you know she'd gone her whole life eating a certain way and it just happened and I won't debate about how it happened because you know words like COVID could be thrown around all this types of stuff but regardless at 28 super scary situation I won't get into that either but here's her life changed. she got diagnosed with diabetes you know, it was, it was a massive situation and one that could made her afraid of anything. Literally everything she would eat now had to be met with some level of scrutiny or math or, you know, it wasn't just about eating food anymore for her. And she could have just been like, man, I'm not going to eat anything unhealthy or I'm just literally going to stick to mushrooms and eggs, which seemed to really work well with her at the start. But instead, she took it head on. She learned how to manage it. And she continued to eat in a way that, you know, she loved to eat because love is definitely her her love language. And just like Jacob and myself, my partner as well, as countless others around there, it's not without risks. So again, I'll tell you again and again and again and again, and again these things need to be men- monitored and maintained. So it's important to seek your GP butt. For my girl, I couldn't be more proud, she took her diabetes head on, she didn't let it really change too much in her life, and she's absolutely slaying it. But overall, for this episode, it's more about not letting your health condition bury you. It's about realising that you're not alone, and there are people out there who might appear to be healthy on the outside, but face similar challenges. For many of us, it's not just about physically or mentally changing the ailment, But it's also about figuring out how not to let it get in our way. What do we need to do? Who do we need to talk to? What can we eat? How can we train? You know, there are countless groups and services available to support us. But letting a health condition stop us cannot be an option. Because you can walk down the street next to the fittest individual and assume how healthy they are without knowing that they may have the same kind of physical or mental condition. They are just not letting it hold them back they're not using it as an excuse. So try not to let it control you because many of us have some kind of health problem, even those who may appear healthy. If you can't control it, that's great. If you can't, find out why, make the necessary changes so you can do exactly what you want to in life. Don't wait for the next one. And I'm talking as someone who let it hold me back. But again, 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 please seek a GP's advice and guidance and you know, just see a GP. Don't just do what I'm saying because this is what I did. Remember, this is my way of doing it for me, Jacob's way of doing it for him. So make sure you're doing all the right things for you. So once again, it's important to note that this is just my opinion. This is how I perceive, you know, the word healthy when, you know, all of us have a little something going around. Seeking advice from a professional is absolutely crucial. This is just what I've done. This is how I view it, from going and be scared of my asthma, to finding ways to manage it and not letting it stop me from getting fit and maintaining my fitness. Get the help you need, maintain it, and chase whatever it is you want to chase. Don't let anything hold you back. You are amazing, and we are all healthy. Before we have our guest on, we'll give a quick shout out to our sponsor, the absolute legends at GoodRays.com. Goodrays are a CBD product here in the UK, and their drinks have the highest dose of CBD that's readily available in the UK literally double that of the market leader. All of their gummies, drinks, and oils are designed to help with sleep, anxiety, and stress. I was already using Goodrays products before they got on board as our official first sponsor, and I couldn't be more stoked to represent them. So make sure you check them out at Goodrays on Instagram as well as in-store at Tesco, Weight Rose, and Amazon. It's always good days with good rays. Now, with all that said and done, let's get to this week's guest. So, let's talk to someone challenging, you know, both his condition, but also in the ocean.
1: Jacob, how's it going, brother? Going good, man. Happy to be on the podcast today.
0: Yeah, man. It's it's our pleasure. You know, we love the message that you're sharing on both your Instagram and Living Fearless page as well, so... Tell us a bit about, you know, Living Fearless and your message.
1: Thanks, brother. Yeah, um, Live Fearlessly Foundation is out here to encourage and enable people with cystic fibrosis to get out and live a healthy and active lifestyle. For me, like surfing's been something that's got me through long hospital stays and kept me pushing to, you know, want to be healthy and stay healthy. And so that passion I have for surfing, it's something that I want to pass on to other people with CF because it's so important, you know, like, yeah, And sorry. I got a little jumbled up there, but it's, it's just, it's something that I truly believe is going to make me live longer because like, don't get me wrong. I love going to the gym, but it's kind of, it can get dragged sometimes. Right. But when you find something that you really love doing, like surfing, you're going to do it, like, you know, without even thinking about it, right? I, I check the waves every day just because I enjoy doing that, right? Yeah, I love it's it. It's my joyful movement. Yeah, so, and in terms of CF in the ocean, I'm like,
0: I've met people with CF before, not many, though, and it was a surprise to them at how beneficial the salt air and being in the water is for them or, or their um their loved one that had CF. So can you explain why it's so good that being in the water for people with CF?
1: Yeah, so not only is like the movement good for moving around mucus in your lungs and keeping you stronger, also the natural salt air that comes off the ocean acts as like a a pulmonary you know, therapy, right? Like one of uh, the treatments I do on a daily basis is called 10 percent hypertonic saline i'm just like inhaling smoking you know dense salt air to help you know clear my lungs but like i find that is more effective because you do that treatment for 20 minutes and it's like boring you're not gonna want to stay there for <laughs> much longer yeah but like for hours time right
0: Yeah, exactly, man. I know when I'm in the ocean, you can't get me out. Like, It's interesting because as a kid, so not when I was in the water at all, but when I was um, playing basketball because I'm a severe asthmatic myself. So when I was younger, um, my asthma was so bad that, you know, if I ran 500 meters, call the ambulance. And and as a kid in primary school or um, elementary school in the U.S., that was embarrassing. I found it as a weakness that I kind of I didn't want anyone to know about. So if an ambulance was coming, man, I felt horrible about it. But I found that yeah. playing basketball, I kind of it's like my mind went to another place and I didn't think about the asthma and it wasn't given any power. So I could play basketball all day and not have an asthma attack. It was amazing. I'm I'm sure like for you being in the ocean, it's kind of it takes your mind away from it as well. So it gives you that extra bit of push.
1: Yeah, exactly, man, and um, those are the types of things that everybody, you know, needs in their life, and, you know, being born with CF is a really scary thing, when, when, especially for parents that don't know much about it, right, so they have a kid with CF, and their doctors are telling them, because a doctor's job is to tell you the worst possible case scenario, they, that's, you know, just what they have to do, protocol, that's it. <laughs> and, you know, But when parents hear that, that's scary, you know, like they don't know what to think. And so then it's natural to, you know, shelter your kids or don't let them go out because of all these reasons. They could get sick, you know, they could pass out from overexhaustion, et cetera. But when they're able to see other CF, like the ones have helped over 90 people have given activity grants out now find their passions and do their thing that encourages them to, you know, let their child get into activities at a young age, which are going to make them live longer. Right. Yeah. And even not just kids like, but older people too, you know, that it's, it's, it's a tough disease to live with cystic fibrosis. So like, you know, when they see me catch a wave or they see, you know, somebody else ride a horse or something like that's, that's the type of stuff that's so cool, man. That's it's been amazing this past year seeing one person with CF see another person with CF do something they didn't think they could do, and then them send me a message and they want to go do it. You
0: know, that's mad. Yeah, so it's like it's just snowballing.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And this year, I plan on giving out 200 activity grants. Like, we got three big fundraisers coming up. Like, that's sick, it's rad. I've even added to the program where I just partnered with a another CF-based foundation run by somebody with CF, Mark Trimble, 52 years old, has had a lung transplant. And um, we are now sending multivitamins and pancreatic enzymes to people with CF in countries without the resources to Get these things. So like it's snowballing. One thing is happening out there and we're growing and we're really getting out there and able to make a big difference.
0: That's unreal. And in terms of like you, you already mentioned um horseback riding. What are the kind of activities that people are getting around and doing that they, you know, before they wouldn't necessarily believe they could have done?
1: Yeah, horseback riding, um, gymnastics, uh, soccer, you know skateboarding um baseball and it's not all athletic activities too because it's also art and music and singing and um you know it's it anything that just helps you get over mental and physical barriers right or but
0: yeah exactly i'm a big advocate of surfing being one for both but you know like i love painting i love sitting there just listening to music. Before we got on and press record, you're sitting there chilling out with some jazz music. It's like art and stuff like that can be just as therapeutic sometimes.
1: Yeah. It really can, man. Helps you, you know, kind of meditate and get your thoughts together. You know, for me I do it every morning because it helps me show myself where my goals are, where my priorities are, where my heart's at, you know, and with the foundation specifically the number one goal is to help people, right? And so, yeah, I always just have to check in with that every day.
0: I love it. And not only helping people, like, as a byproduct of it, you're spreading awareness, you know. I don't have CF. I don't know how many of my listeners will have CF, but now they're all aware of what you're doing and the message you're sharing. So if we come across people with CF, you know, we can be, hey, man, you need to check out Live Fearlessly. This guy's doing some cool stuff and, you don't have to be held back by your yeah, condition. Man. I feel like. No, the- no. And then it's
1: like. The- oh, sorry. The people even without cystic fibrosis that uh find out what CF is through something like this, it, it doesn't just help out the people with CF, right? Because then it helps out other people, too. They're like, wow, that person has had a lung transplant or they have 50 percent lung capacity and they can go out. And surf forty foot waves, like what am I doing? <laughs> right, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: that's the thing I was going to touch on too. I mean, people could start listening to this podcast and be like, "Oh, cool! Like this guy, he's he's surfing whitewashed." Right, you're you're hitting pipe, man. One of the most dangerous waves in the world, and you're out there shredded. Tell people a bit more about <laughs> your surfing. Um, oh, man, been fortunate.
1: I, I've done philanthropy work my whole life, and through doing that, I've made some incredible connections like with the Maliola Foundation and the Pipers Angels Foundation. <clears throat> and they've um they've helped me you know, chase my passion of surfing, another reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah um, and I, I've been out on the north shore of Hawaii, you know, for you know multiple winters. You know, helping them raise money, and for me, more importantly, surfing, right, but I'm yep. also out in Mexico, and all sorts of other, that's my, that's what I love doing the most personally, so I, I put everything into it.
0: So, um you mentioned Mariola Foundation, and I've actually heard of Mariola because I'm literally obsessed with everything North Shore, and everything Hawaii, and just surfing in general, and they're a foundation um, for the listeners that Help, you know, most of the kids and stuff with CF get out in the water and basically do what Ryan's doing without any prior knowledge of surf and stuff. They push him into stories and stuff like that. So are you actually working with Mauiola or what, what's the go with with uh, Live Fearless and Maliola? Uh
1: yeah, I would say they're like a brother foundation to live fearlessly, and yeah. um they've helped me out a lot throughout my journey and they continue to do it Hans Hagen's a great guy he holds it down for the Maliola Foundation I I remember being um like 20 years old and getting a call from him and he's like yo we want you to come out to the North Shore and speak at our event at Turtle Bay we're gonna fly you out here and pay per diem for you for a week and I went out there and you know was hanging with all the boys like Kalog Alexander and Sonny Garcia and you <laughs> You know,
0: all, that's sick. All,
1: many other great people and i'm paddling out the pipe with them and they're in sunset and you know when you sit by those dudes out there you can go on any wave you want they call yeah, you they're blocking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is the best man i don't know if i paddle out there and i was blocking for me that's got to be an amazing experience heading out with those boys
1: <clears throat> yeah it's great man i mean so that they're I'd go out there for a week and then I would just have saved up money and I'd camp out on the North Shore for a month or two more. I love that.
0: That's I've seen the the pictures on your Instagram of you camping out, man. That looks like an adventure by
1: itself. Yeah, Piper's Angels Foundation. They linked me up with Jamie Sterling and paid a month for me to stay on the North Shore. And um, me and Jamie took the ski out to an Outer Reef called Phantom's one day and the buoy was reading like you know uh 15 to 20 feet plus and that's judged by the back of the waves you know yeah 15
0: foot hawaiians at least
1: 34 <laughs> bro <laughs> yeah i hit up makua rothman and he let me borrow his tow board and we got some sick waves
0: that is unreal man that's yeah you've stoked me just on that story alone bro i watch McCor and all these boys basically daily so that would have been
1: phenomenal yeah it was sick man definitely awesome and yeah it's crazy so this is a little off topic but not that much but no go for another it. Why i really have been going so hard on live fearlessly for the past year and a half almost two years um is because man, I was surfing like that all the time up until I got until I was 26 and maybe even it might have even been 25. I can't remember exactly. And man, my I got so sick. I was so sick. I couldn't get healthier. My lung function was like, you know, ranged from 15 to 20 percent. And wow. I could not, I was in the hospital four or five times a year for minimum of three weeks at a time and i could hardly walk up and down my stairs dude like it was gnarly i was in such bad shape i couldn't work i couldn't do nothing couldn't surf i would walk down to the beach keep trying to surf my toes touched the water and i would start hyperventilating Mm. it was so bad and um this miracle medication was approved by the FDA that I had heard about. I just never believed it was actually going to happen because I'd never had a new medication for my CF. I thought, you know, my do- I had an appointment with my dog, they're like, you're going to have to have a lung transplant in, you know, a year. We're, you know, we're putting you on the list. The medication was approved. I started taking it, in, and it was just two pills in the morning, one at night. My lung function, you know, within a month jumped up to... 50 percent I started gaining I was 100 pounds before that it was not I was like skin and bones and I gained all my weight back back to like 150 around there and I started surfing and there's still a lot of trauma involved and like even when my toes kept touching the ocean like I still kept hyperventilating. it took me a minute to get through that just from how sick I was it took me a while to be okay with being okay again
0: yeah so what well- you know for just touching on that as well like for me as an asthmatic man one of my biggest fears when I even go in the water and I'm I'm trying to be more consistent now with getting in the water and you know, adding surfing to the bag of tricks but my biggest fear is drowning and like I'm I don't have CF but I am an asthmatic and you know, we, we can barely breathe when I'm walking around the street like you said and being on the water it's it's terrifying how did you get over that fear
1: yeah, I just kept doing it, and I, I knew that I, I could, and I believed in myself. And little by little, I just kept putting myself out in that situation. I had to live fearlessly, hence the yeah. name. Right? And love it, and let me get over it. Or right, I'm, I'm pretty much over it. This summer, I'm going back to Mex to get some more waves again. <laughs> it's exciting, but you know, I'm getting my health back completely to where it is. But you know, now that I'm so healthy and I'm so energetic and And, you know, I got it all back. Um, It just makes me so passionate to think back and be like, there is still people in the shoes that I was in, you know, because Trikafta, this miracle med, it doesn't work for everybody with CF. You have to have the Delta 508 variant and and, uh, mutation. And, you know, it doesn't even work for everybody with the Delta 508. And so... It's it's just like I feel so grateful for every moment and I want to do everything I can to, you know, help out those people or help out the people that Trikafta did work for and they're still getting through that trauma that I was, you know, it took me a while to get through. Mm.
0: You know. So what what are you what are your plans for Live Fearlessly? You know, like you said you've helped a few people and you you've got a few grants coming. Like how do you see it, man? Because the message is phenomenal.
1: Thanks, brother. Yeah. I mean, so this year I plan on giving out 200 total activity grants. So about 100 more. And um, we also plan on giving out, you know, an immense amount of multivitamins and pancreatic enzymes to people. And yeah, because with CF, you, you have a malnourished pancreas and can't digest food. So every meal, I have to take six enzymes or else I'm going to just, you know, poop liquid. It's really bad. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) um, I can't even imagine. I mean, there's so many people that just live in places like, you know, Tunisia or like, you know, the Middle East, Iran or, you know, the list goes on and on we have Hmm. like 13 different countries that we're working in now and um they just don't get the meds man so we're partnered with these physicians now in these countries and they write the prescriptions and we get them the medications through our courier policy and yeah it's just rad it's just so cool yeah those are my plans for now um things just keep building like because i'm keeping the momentum up and the energy there and so We'll see where we are at the end of the year, you know. Hey, if you if
0: you're already like in terms of like the activity grants itself. So this year's target was 200. What what did you do last year? What did you do the year before? Like, how's it been perceived previously compared to now?
1: Last year was the first year I um I created this activity grant program, and starting in June of last year into December, I gave out 57. And um, this year I've been working on it and I'm up to 90, 91 now.
0: That's cool. So what, what are the activity grants for people listening? Like, what do you do?
1: The activity, the live fearlessly activity grant is $150 towards any activity. The CF precipitant believes will help their CF out. So I have one requirement and that's for them to send me a video saying their name, age, why their activity helps their CF out, and that's to post to social media to encourage others with CF. And yeah, that's it. They send me proof of where the money goes, and yeah, it's it's pretty easy.
0: That's cool, man. And that's like you're just, you're just drawing on your own experience. And wow, that's you motivate me to want to go surf. I don't have CF. Like I said, my asthma's. It's pretty good compared to what it was my whole life, but you're g me up to get in the water, bro. <laughs> yeah, man,
1: get out there, dude. It'll it make you feel alive, that's for sure.
0: Oh, no, you know what? Like like I said before, I, I snowboard and, and skate and stuff. Literally nothing compares to being in the water at all. But it also terrifies Yeah, I mean, it's the physical. The
1: physical barriers, but also, like, the ocean to me is like my higher power. It's spiritual out there. And like, I can really, you know, feel a part of it and and relax and, and be myself. Yeah. I love that. I love
0: that. So what give us, you told us you surf pipe, you told us you're a phantoms. what's the biggest, biggest wave you've ever hit.
1: Man, it's debatable. It's either in Mexico at Pasquales doing step-offs with Brian Connolly or it's phantoms towing with jamie sterling one of the two yeah those are two really big days have you ever been to Oz? i've been dying to get out there
0: you have to man there's and even when when i would go to bells and i wasn't surfing or anything like i wasn't i wouldn't call myself a surfer at the time just a fan just sitting at bells is phenomenal and they it's one of the best beaches to just go hang out at. And I'm sure you'll actually get out there and rip.
1: Yeah, man, that they you guys have some so many incredible waves. Even through West Oz, all the slabs like, Yeah, it's also River's far like Yeah. I'll be That's, out there, man. I'll hit you up. Maybe we'll get some lunch and go for a serve.
0: I you know what? I would love to. I'm actually in the UK now, brother. <laughs> Um, shoot, you told me that, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right, man. Hey, but I, I got my, my family, all my friends are down there. i got you linked up, man. But Indo, something else. It's literally like the only place Australians go travel. Like, okay, we travel around the world, but Indo is right next door. And now being here in the UK, yeah. I actually realized how isolated Australia was, man. Everything's so close to Europe. But... Indo is so beautiful, man. You have to go.
1: Yeah, I will, for sure. I lived in the Philippines for about seven months, but that was in my early 20s because my mom's sister lived out there for a long time, and um, yeah, yeah, they didn't have the resource, basic CF care that I needed to stay healthy. I got really sick. I had to come home.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. It would have been tough being out there with um, CF.
1: It was for me then now with trikafta it would be a whole different story but pre-trikafta near impossible when i would have to have a a um uh iv antibiotics or something they couldn't do that or i had a a lung infection it was just like it was so brutal that you know that's another maybe through these those experiences is what also makes me so passionate about helping out people in other countries because I've been able to travel and see it firsthand what it's like there.
0: Right. And through, through not only through your travel, but through live fearlessly, do you find that a lot of people we see are too scared to travel because of that?
1: It can be intimidating for sure because my, you know, any of our daily regimens are, they're intense, dude. I mean, you got to take care of yourself to have CF or you're going to get sick really quick. Like every meal, six enzymes, you can't let the enzymes be, you know, outside or like in a, a hot temperature for too long where they won't work. Two multivitamins every day. Can't let those overheat either. Um, Nebulizer treatments, you know, hypertonic saline to help clean your lungs out. A lot of people do the vest. Have you ever seen that? It shakes them. The PT, 30 minutes of PT vest. Like, that's not an easy piece of equipment to travel with. Yeah. Yeah. um, There's a lot to it. Making sure you have all your meds and you don't run out. But it's not like it's impossible. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. You just have to really dial in a program for yourself.
0: Exactly. You need to make it like just make it something you want to do. Like you're just you've turned it into your passion, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you should be proud of yourself, no right? Because you're dude. you're like, you know, that there, there's so many messages that you're getting off with your um live fearlessly and your own personal Instagram. You're not only just giving people money to go do fun activities, but you're like, don't be scared to do these activities, don't be scared to travel, you know. Yeah, you've got to you know, I, I hate the word condition because it's it's seen very negatively, but you've you've got a condition that doesn't have to stop you from living your life, you know what I mean? And you're spreading that message and it's it's yeah, powerful, no, brother.
1: No doubt, man. I, I, I really appreciate that. It means a lot, and you know, that <laughs> that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Cause
0: like, how many people with CF have you met that Without Live Fearlessly, because I'm I'm imagining Living Fearlessly is gonna change the game. But before that, how many people have you met with CF that's out there shred and
1: pipe? <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. It's it's pretty rare. Yeah. I man. actually haven't met anybody else. But there are a couple other really good CF surfers. But yeah, maybe not to that level. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, exactly. Not yet. That's the key. <laughs> that's the key not there will be more there absolutely will. man everything they literally everything has possible. to
0: start exactly and that's what you're doing here everything has to start somewhere like i'm gonna i'm gonna talk this is pre-recorded so i'm gonna talk in um the first half of the podcast about how you know if i saw you walking down the street next to me i'll be like man that's one healthy looking dude but you've got this you've got this cf that's a lot of people are scared of and a lot of people are letting it, you know, stop their life. And here you are like, no man, I've still got a life to live. Like I'm going to still have a quality living experience.
1: That's another thing you brought up that is like such a big part of it. Like CF, I mean, can be seen as an invisible disease. Yeah. You you know? Mm. And so, yeah, it's hard for people like, for me, having the Maliola Foundation and Piper's Angels Foundation uh, give me these opportunities to do things when I was young, it made me comfortable with myself. I started talking about my CF to people when I coughed. Before that, I would cough around them or I'd get, you know, working out and, and I would be breathing so hard. And, like, people would look at me and ask me if I'm okay and blah, blah, blah. And I'd just be so embarrassed to tell them what was going on. I didn't want to talk about it. And, like, it's helpful to be able to become comfortable with yourself and and talk about that. It's a form of therapy, right? And so that's another thing that the grant does. When these recipients of the grant start talking about what they do and why they do it and how it's helping them out their long disease, you know, it makes them – it it really – it helped me out a lot at least. I'm pretty sure it's helping them out too. Bro, it's helping me out. Like (laughs) – you know,
0: like, everything you've said, like, I don't have CF. I'll, like, I don't have CF. I don't know a whole heap about it. I do know it has a few, um, um, what's the word, um, symptoms, but I'm an asthmatic, and literally everything you've said has resonated with me and how I feel as an asthmatic. I hated people looking at me if I had an attack. Yeah. I hated anyone seeing me if I had a nebulizer on. I avoided physical activities when I was a kid because I was like, man, Oh, run for five minutes, brother. The ambulance is gonna to have to come. So, you know, everything you're doing, you're not only gonna help people with CF, but there's asthmatics out there, there's diabetics out there that are scared of their condition, and you know, when they have to jab up for, for lunch and, and breakfast and dinner and stuff, they don't want anyone to see it. You know, you're you're spreading that message that, like, all right, I got CF, so That's not like doesn't define me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Think about how incredible it is to so, like a 16-year-old talks about them having cf on social media for the first time and live fearlessly makes the post and collaborates with them and their post blows up all they get all these people saying that's amazing you know thank you for sharing like it it, all other people cf are encouraged what that does to somebody is incredible you know there's there's bad and good things about social media you can take it how you want but that's definitely one of them that is really really awesome
0: absolutely absolutely i couldn't agree more and i'm a firm believer in you know you you control your social media so you know if you want to see positive stuff you're going to see positive stuff if you don't you're not necessarily going to yeah i know for me i love instagram and that's the whole reason we're sitting here having this talk yeah (laughs) but man your message i couldn't i couldn't agree with it more like if people wanted to donate or get involved how would they
1: they um they can go to our website and we have our PayPal there. We have our Venmo. We also have Zelle. They can donate through that. They can you know just reshare something, right? Reshare a video. You never know who'll see it. Like just get the word out. That's that's the thing that helps out a lot. Buy a T-shirt, I, I right?
0: I don't think people understand how how important that share is. Like just. Just by sharing it, you know, one person might see it that you didn't know had something that they needed to see it for. You know what I mean? Like, it just helps. Even if it helps one person each time you share it, it's it's worth it. So definitely get on to Living Fearlessly and share that page and their message.
1: Epic. Yeah, man, I, I really appreciate hopping on this phone call with you today. It's a great way to start my Monday off. I'm, I'm motivated. It's going to be a big week for us. <laughs> You G me
0: up man I can't I'm going surfing Wednesday morning and I'm looking Let's forward. go. <laughs> That's, it, That's it. And you know what like having everything resonate with me so much you know it's going to resonate with people with other ailments or conditions or whatever you want to call it like with with their challenges in life and there's even a correlation between all this and the mental health movement you know like you're talking yeah. about using CF and not being scared to say, hey, I've, I've got CF, you know, it's not defining me. It's a condition that I have that's not going to stop me. And I'm doing the same with this podcast in a bid to stop people from tiptoeing around the topics of, like, self-harm and suicide to talk about it. Because the more we don't talk about it, the more we feel judged and insecure about all this stuff, the worse
1: it's going to be. Yeah, man, they need to They need to be see what's possible out there, right? I, I did a mental health first. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, or something, just talking about how you know it's okay to feel like you're not okay all the time, but just know that try to look at the the little things that you can be grateful for in those moments.
0: Yeah, exactly, and I, I feel like the, uh, the uh, it's okay to not be okay. It's such a powerful message, but it, it almost stops there. It's like we forget that how okay we might not be. So there has to be another conversation on top of that for some people, you know what I mean? And doing stuff like this, you're allowing people to, you know, uh, challenge their fears, but also speak up about what's bothering them.
1: Yeah, no doubt, man. it's, it's It's something that really resonates with me well too, because, you know, going through all those tough times that, like I was telling you, that was not easy mentally either. Like I didn't know what to think for so long and I had to keep pushing and and finding, you know, the little things to be grateful for in those tough moments and, you know, using an outlet like going in the ocean or going, you know, to the gym or, you know, doing some artwork or something like that can be so helpful.
0: Absolutely, man. And you know what? You you need to get on the plane. I'm I'm gonna show you the north northeast of the UK, North Yorkshire. We got some. There's some <laughs> nice waves up here, bro. But
1: really? Sure- yeah, you gotta send me some photos. I never heard of much surfing there. All right. When I go out this
0: week, I'll send you some photos. I have got some other bays we're going to as well. But make sure you bring a six mil wetsuit and make sure your shoulders are ready for it because oh, it man. is cold out here,
1: brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wetsuit serving and stuff but it's great for you
0: absolutely absolutely
1: so before before we end the chat man
0: is there anything else you want to say anyone you want to say hello to or you know one last message
1: uh I just want to say that um anybody out there listening please uh share our mission and help us reach as many people with cystic fibrosis as we can.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and you know what? Like I said already, you're helping me as an asthmatic. You're helping countless other people with countless other ailments, and you know you shouldn't. Be, you could. I could not be more proud of you. So you should be stoked about it, brother.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, man. I, I'm really happy to be on this podcast with you today.
0: You, uh, you know what? In a couple of months' time, when you hit your 200, because it's not going to take you all year,
1: we'll, we'll have another <laughs> chat again. Yeah, that would be great, man. All
0: right brother, you have a good day and uh keep shredding, bro. You. You too. Peace out. So there you have it, Jacob Vendetti from Live Fearlessly. Uh it was such a pleasure to chat to him, just another amazing human in this world doing amazing things. So make sure you check him out and check out Live Fearlessly the foundation. You know, helping not only spread awareness for cystic fibrosis but give out those Activity packs and even medications to people in need. So, check him out. Thank you, Jacob. Now, we're up to the living part of the podcast, the Lost in Living podcast, episode six. I can't believe it, but I'm wrapped, enjoying every episode. All the amazing people I get to talk to, all the amazing people I've got planned to sit down and have a chat with, either on Zoom or live. So, This is really exciting, but what did I get up to the last fortnight? So I want to start the big one, the coronation. King Charles got crowned. That was an experience. You know, coming from Oz, obviously we're part of the Commonwealth. I'm not sure how much um, people follow the royal family back home. I guess everyone does their own thing, but to see it here live in the UK it was amazing you know the pride that people have in it and it made a lot of people happy and if it makes a lot of people happy what's wrong with that you know people go from all over the world to London to see Buckingham Palace and it makes their day it makes them smile. and so many people around you know North Yorkshire and I'm sure all over the whole country raised their flags a bit of patriotism and they had a great day I know I did we uh, had a barbecue. Very Australian. The sun came out. The weather was on. The rum was flowing. It was amazing. I had the best day. Uh, I miss barbecues. I'm oh, a man. I miss barbecues. That was obviously they chucked me on it being an Aussie. I felt stereotyped a little, <laughs> but it was great to have a barbecue around some amazing people, having a few drinks, listen to some music. It it, it felt like home. I loved it. Now uh, we also went and watched Ryan, the guest we had last week, absolute legend, he did his Guinness World Record attempt, unfortunately he wasn't able to, uh, you know, achieve the goals he set out to achieve, but in my opinion he achieved a lot, and he's, he's learnt a lot from it, he's raised a lot of awareness, he's raised a lot of finance, funds, and he did what he set out to do, maybe not get the world record, but he, I think he got a world record. You know, people achieving these records did so on seven-foot fiberglass skateboards, which, you know, Ryan got out there on a regular plywood board and it was shredding. The rain was coming down. The wind was bashing him. Unfortunately, he pulled his hamstring. So that's what ended up stopping him in the end. He was defeating the elements up until then. But good job, Ryan, my dude. Thank you. And it was great to see him at Zymologist, the tapas bar in Thornton-the-Dale that I probably will end up talking about every fortnight because I love that place. It's one of my favorite places to eat and drink in the north, in the UK. So if you're in Thornton-the-Dale, check out Zimologist. It's next to the post office. The people there are amazing. The food's amazing. The rum, Don Papa. Oh, my goodness. Check it out. It it's it's you know it, it never misses. That place is perfect. And I don't say perfect very often. If ever. So unless I'm talking about my girl, she's pretty perfect. <laughs> but yeah. Speaking of my girl, we've been watching South Park. She had never watched South Park before. She must have been living on a rock or something. I don't know. Doing science okay, she was being practical, doing practical things. I guess that's why. But she has been obsessed. With how Cartman says, Kyu, <laughs> that's all I hear every day, is Kyu, Kyu. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that woman. Um, we also went to Beacon Feather, another place up in North Yorkshire, not far from Thornton the Um I forget what the town's called, but it's, it's, yeah, it's very close. So it's close to Pickering. Uh, Beacon Feather. It was very homesteady. It reminds me of, like, Country Town Victoria. And then having a roast there, it maybe that's why I'm not getting homesick. There's a lot here that reminds me of home, especially Beacon Feather. It has that, you know, country Victorian vibe. So it was cool to get up there. And and some of the um, decor they've got reminds me of my mother. So maybe that's why. Um, But yeah, to top off the week, last night I went and played basketball with a bunch of legends I'd never met before down at... um, Pindala Leisure Centre, I believe it was in uh, Scarborough. The Seahawks, I think, is their name. I, I really got to double check that, but it was great to play ball. I haven't played in about a year, and my legs are sore today. It was a decent run, but it was good to play again. I have, I, I missed it. I didn't, pe- I didn't think people over here played basketball at all in the UK, but it's refreshing to see it, and it could be something I do moving forward so rad, I missed it, I love playing ball but my body didn't getting up and down the stairs last night was an effort yeah, lastly one more exciting thing for the fortnight I finally launched my life coaching website um, so if you do check out the website bodiesandbeanies.com, or the Instagram page or any of that good stuff on the website now there is a section for life coaching If you want to skip directly to the life coaching section of the website, check out boardiesandbeanies.com forward slash life coaching. That's boardies and, uh, and for November beanies.com forward slash life coaching. And that's exciting. I'm really, really enjoying the life coaching. I'm meeting some phenomenal individuals, having a great chat once a week with them. And, you know, it's, 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 it's it's amazing. <laughs> I love what I do. So check it out. And if you want to chat, reach out and we can set something up. Other than that, that was my fortnight. And this was episode six of Lost in Living. We got to speak to Jacob, another individual. I said it once again, and I'm going to say it, another individual doing amazing things. I, I'm so blessed. I get to talk to legends basically always. Like, I love you all. You're all beautiful people. Anyway, that's enough for me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next week, we got a really good one planned. Uh, I got another amazing interview coming up, and I'm I'm really excited for this one. So, watch me fanboy a little bit. But I hope you're having a great fortnight. Uh, start to your fortnight. I hope you had a great fortnight last fortnight, and I just hope you're staying stoked, lost, and living. Yeop. Have a good one, guys. Yeop.